Tubishvat, Sadiq, his life. 184.58 Before teaching the lesson I am in Likutem Waran 1.4, the Rebbe told the following story. One of the Baal Shem Tov's followers was sick and very weak. He sent someone to the Baal Shem Tov to ask him to come. The messenger went to the Baal Shem Tov and explained that the man was very sick and asked him to come. The Baal Shem Tov went. On the journey, the messenger said to the Baal Shem Tov, I have heard you say that when someone repents completely, it is certain that he will not die before his time. This sick man would have seemed to have repented completely, and he is surely a good Jew. He is not very old yet, so why hasn't he been cured? The Baal Shem Tov replied, True, this is what I said, and it is undoubtedly so. And it is certainly correct that this sick man has repented completely for all his sins. The reason he has not yet been cured is because he has not confessed his sins to a true tzaddik. The reason I am going to see him is to give him the opportunity to do so. If he confesses, he will be cured immediately. But if he doesn't want to confess, his condition will immediately deteriorate and he will start screaming with pain. He will feel pain in all his limbs, his hands, and his feet, and then he will die. It is true that in the higher worlds, the supernal court of judgment, there is not a single sin or transgression against him. Because he has repented completely for all of his sins, exactly the way one should. After his death, the forces of evil will have no grip on him at all, seeing that he has rectified all the damage he did. If he confesses before me, he will be cured immediately. But if he does not confess, the forces of evil will still have the power to take vengeance on him in this world. They will attack all his limbs until he dies. And so it was, the Baal Shem Tov came to the sick man and said, Tell me what you know, and God knows, and I also know. Meaning he should confess all his sins to him. The Baal Shem Tov said this to him three times. However, the man was unwilling to confess. Immediately he started screaming with agony. He felt pain in each limb in turn, and he cried out bitterly. The pain was because all of the bones in each limb started breaking up. The man carried on screaming like this until he died. As the Baal Shem Tov said, he would. If you examine the lesson in Likutemo on 1-4, you will understand this story very well. His Wisdom, 56 You may think that you are removed from a particular major temptation, such as the desire for wealth. Still, you may be much worse off than someone else who is steeped in that desire, because you may be so deeply involved in another desire that it totally overshadows even the desire for riches. Having a desire that can completely overwhelm another desire surely makes you much worse off. The desire in which you are involved may be less significant than the one you are avoiding, but still, you are worse off, since you have fallen so deeply into a worldly desire that you have become oblivious to all others. A stubborn infant can literally strike his head against the wall to spite his mother. There are some people who exhibit the same stubbornness and lack of self-control. 
They give up every pleasure because of some stubborn, overpowering desire. 57. The Rebbe once told us that in his youth, he was greatly afraid of death. He feared this greatly. Even so, he would ask God to allow him to die for his sake. The Rebbe did not remember how long this lasted, perhaps for a year. All during this time, he would not say a prayer without asking God to allow him to give his life for his name. He constantly included this petition, despite the great terror of death. So great was the Rebbe's fear of death that these prayers themselves were like giving up his life. From this, we learn that to serve God, you must overcome precisely the thing that overwhelms you most. It is written, You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. According to the Talmud, with all your soul means that one should give his life for God. With all your might, this means the same is true for all one's money. The Talmud then asks, If one must give his life for God, why is it necessary to state that he must also give his money? The Talmud answers that there are some people who value their wealth more than their lives. Understand this. Wandering B. Wandering from place to place earns one a good name. In general, the livelihood of God-fearing people comes as a result of their wandering and moving from place to place. There are times when a tzaddik must wander from place to place so that he can later recall all these places when he enters the world to come, bringing them benefit by doing so. Not all places are conducive for studying Torah and performing good deeds. Because of this, God brings about circumstances that cause a person to leave one's place and go elsewhere. There are times when a person's sins require him to suffer some form of exile, but instead of wandering from place to place, he is beset by illness. 1. Lesson 37 6. One must be careful to honor an elderly person who has forgotten his learning through no fault of his own. Through the honor shown to him, his forgetfulness is nullified and his soul, namely his memory of the Torah, is revealed. Strict judgments, darkness, etc. are also nullified and light, loving kindness, life, and Torah wisdom are drawn into the world. For God's honor is the root of the Torah. As it is written, For my honor I created it. And our sages of blessed memory said, There is no honor but Torah. 7. The main cause for lack of livelihood, which has diminished in recent generations, is none other than unworthy ritual slaughterers. For a worthy slaughterer feeds and brings sustenance to Jewish people, and he elevates the reincarnated soul in the animal, to the level of a speaking being, by pronouncing the blessing over the slaughtering with focused concentration. The slaughterer must concentrate properly on elevating the soul, which is in the blood of the animal, and in this manner the soul comes out and rises up to the Divine Presence in the aspect of feminine waters. Then the Divine Presence couples, by means of these feminine waters, that she possesses, and as a result, 
Of this coupling, she receives livelihood for the Jewish people. Therefore, the slaughterer's knife is called ma'achelet, literally, that which feeds, as it is written, and he took the ma'achelet. Namely, the slaughterer's knife takes the name from the worthy ritual slaughterer who feeds the Jewish people. But, when the slaughterer is not worthy, and even at the time he is pronouncing the blessing, he is thinking invalid thoughts, and is not even there as he recites the blessing, then when he stands with his knife to slaughter the animal, he resembles a murderer of souls. This causes suffering to the animal's soul, which cries out bitterly, For this slaughterer's knife is the sword of the wilderness. It is not God's sword, which is identified with the divine presence and with speech, since it does not elevate the reincarnate soul within the animal. To the contrary, such an unworthy slaughterer actually brings the soul down from its level, to the level of an animate being, and that soul then has no resting place or sanctuary. Woe to a slaughterer such as this! Woe to the soul that has killed a soul and handed it over to its enemies. And thus, the Divine Presence has no feminine waters by which to bring home sustenance. Then, we bring home our bread at the peril of our lives, because the sword of the wilderness. In other words, with enormous toil and effort, God forbid, we must eke out our meager livelihood, all because of this slaughterer's knife, which is called the sword of the wilderness, since it gives over the soul of the animal to the forces of impurity, which is known as rule over the wilderness. The Burger and the Pauper The king realized that he was telling the truth, since it would be impossible to make up a story like this, and the idea pleased him. However, he decided that if he brought the princess here and the young man was also still here, it would not turn out very well. He did not have the heart to kill the young man, since it would amount to killing him for doing a favor. Therefore, he decided to send the burgher's son 200 miles away. The son was very upset by the turn of the events, since he had been exiled for doing the king a favor. So he went to another king and told him the same story. He related the signs to the second king and also added additional detail. He told the king that he should make haste and set out immediately so that he would get there before the first king. But even if the king did not get there first, he still would have a more compelling sign than the other. The second king had the same thought as the first. He also sent the son 200 miles away. He was very upset, so he went to a third king and gave this king signs that were clearer than the others. The first king immediately set out on the journey and came to the place where the emperor's daughter was. He composed a lyric and skillfully included in it all the seven places that had served as witness. However, the rules of the lyric led him to speak of the places in a different order than the story really happened. He came to the place, set aside for wooers, and recited his lyric. 42. Galbanum I, the sinner, must strengthen myself all the more to pray to God and trust that in His mercy He will accept my prayer. 
I am the perfection of the prayer, the galbanum in the incense. Just as the vile-smelling galbanum is an essential ingredient of the sweet incense, so my tainted prayer is a vital ingredient in the prayers of all of Israel. Without my prayer, all prayer is deficient, just like incense without galbanum. The Rebbe once spoke about young married men who found their prayers disturbed by the fact that they had not sanctified themselves properly in their marital relations. They felt tainted and found it difficult to pray. The Rebbe warned us not to be discouraged because of this. He said, The past is gone. When you pray, you must forget everything else. No matter what happened in the past, strengthen yourself now and pray properly. He said that this is the meaning of Abba Binyamin saying, I am concerned that my prayer should be close to my bed. Bed here denotes marital relations. Abba Binyamin said, My prayer should be close to my bed. I should be able to pray even immediately after leaving my bed and not be disturbed at all. Letter 92 With Thanks to God, Sunday Lech Lecha 5593 Greetings to my dear beloved son, Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live. I just now received your letter along with the old Talit Katan. I am so delighted to hear about how you are studying. May God fortify your heart to apply yourself diligently to Torah study and to service, as we call prayer. This is a person's whole job. All else is worse than vanity. There is no term fitting to apply to the vanity of the world which rushes swiftly by, faster than a passing shadow. But nonetheless, within it, a person can snatch precious treasures such as these, eternal beauty by which he can attain everlasting pleasantness at God's right hand. Remember what we recently talked about regarding that verse. You test us every moment. It really is true. A person is tested at every moment, and no moment is like any other, so that at every moment it is possible to achieve a great deal, to grab much good, and to flee from the abundant evil which prevails and is constantly rising up. Because for people such as you, the war is raging literally every single minute. As for the discouragement and despair which try constantly to knock a person down, God forbid, one must rouse and fortify oneself every single hour and at times every single minute. You should know without a doubt that at every moment entirely new and original things are coming into being because God in his goodness is constantly renewing the creation every day, throughout the day. Every hour, every minute is unique as I cite from the writings of the Ari. Remember and never forget the incredible kindness that the Master of Compassion has done with us, that we have lessons and prayers such as these, the likes of which have never existed and which can redeem the entire world. I will not go on. This will suffice for now. The words of your Father who constantly awaits to hear good news from you and who is praying for you. Nathan of Breslev. Greetings to all our comrades with great love. Stay strong, my brothers and friends, and take heed of all that is written here and of all that I have written or said in the past. 
This is by no means a trivial matter for you. It is your very life eternally. Do not forget to speak with Reb. May his light shine. I am inclined not to send him the enclosed letter, but if you find it to be appropriate, you may do as you see fit. God will do what is good. I have no one to lean on but him. Letter 323 With God's help, Sunday, Lech Lecha, 5601 My dear beloved son, may his light shine. I received your letter. It really uplifted me to read that you are studying the book, and particularly that you are inspiring yourself with what is written there in the lesson Tell the Kwanim on the subject of charity. Likutem Waran 1, 2, 4 For study must lead to practice, especially when it comes to the Rebbe's holy books, which are full of good practices and advice. You also reminded me, my dear son, that over this last festival, I inspired myself a great deal with the opening part of this same lesson. It is written there that prayer is the tzaddik's main weapon, and that all the battles that he will fight, and all the conquests that he will make will be through prayer. You also reminded me of what I wrote and said about this, and it is stated in the Kutetzot advice as well that for every single Jew, the main weapon of war is prayer. I spoke a little bit about this with our comrades then, and now too I am inspiring myself with this. For any holy and awesome statement that the Rebbe of blessed memory makes about any matter has a unique power to arouse and to fortify the Jewish heart to engage in this matter. A person who really takes to heart the fact that his main weapon is prayer is awakened anew to engage in this. And even if I do not have enough strength to make war, I am at any rate comparable to a simple soldier. He also takes a weapon from the king's house and must learn battle tactics and the like every day, all through the power of the king and his ministers who teach him. No matter what, I know that the war is difficult and long, and the only weapon I have is the speech of my mouth. And even this is by God's salvation, and enormous wonders. I cannot express to you in this context how very strongly I hold this conviction. You too have to study this, to know all this and more. See the beginning of Likute Etzot on this subject. I do not have time to go on right now. Yesterday at the third meal, God helped me to speak many words of Torah, which inspired us all very much. My son Yosef Yona, may he live, is still very weak and is confined to his bed. God save us. I have no idea what to do. Please, urge all our comrades most strongly to pray for him. May God have compassion and send him and your daughter, may she live. Complete recovery, body and soul. Have mercy, have mercy. Save us, save us. Our only strength is in our mouths. As we said before, it is written, I am a worm, not a man. The sages of blessed memory commented, Just as a worm's only strength is in its mouth, so Israel's only strength is in its mouth. Nonetheless, I fortify myself to trust in his salvation and to be happy over his kindness. The words of your father, waiting for salvation, not done of blessed love.
Names of the Tanaim and Amoraim. Chet. Bar Chabu. Rav Chaviva. Chaviva Misura de Pirat. Rav Chaviva Bar Surumaki. Rav Chaviva Berabi Yosef. Bar Rava. Rav Chaviva. Breide Rava. Rav Chaviva Mikhuzana'a. Rav Chaga. Rav Chaga Bar Chana. Rav Chaga de Tsipori. Rav Chagai Midroma. Rav Chagai Kuzamai. Rav Chagai Ben Elazar. Rav Chagai Anishlach Lerabi Shimon Bar Yochai. Abba Chilfa. Abba Chagra. Rav Chidka. Rav Chuna'a Chamua de Rav Ami. Rav Chuna. Rav Chuna Safra de Sidra. Rav Chuna Bar Chia. Choni Amagel. Choni Amagel Barbre de Choni Amagel. Choni Akatan. Chunia ben Yosef ben Pachsas. Rav Chunia Yaakov Mefratayim. Rav Chunia Demin Chavran. Rav Chutzpit Amiturgeman. Chizkiya Achiv Shel Hillel. Chizkiya Beno Shel Rabbi Chia Agadol. Chizkiya Brei De Rav Chia Brei De Rav Kahana. Chizkiya Avi Ikesh. Chizkiya Ben Berate De Rav. Rav Chizkiya Talmid Shel Rabbi Hirmiya. Rav Chizkiya Akiya. Chizkiya Bar Baliuti Chizkiya Berav Parnach Rabbi Chizkiya Chukak Rabbi Chizkiya Bizman Abaye Bar Chatya 1. Prayer 64 God, in your compassion, deliver me from dispute and from the profusion of words. Teach me how to restrict my words in the proper measure in accordance with your desire. Fulfill my request with compassion. Guide me to find you everywhere. And believe with perfect faith that you are the sovereign ruler over everything. May I believe that you are hidden in all aspects of evil, spiritual pollution, and the husks, so that even in the space entirely vacated of your presence, you are there, completely hidden, wondrously concealed. This is something that cannot be understood by the intellect, but only with faith. You do wonders, who can understand them? You alone perform great marvels, which appear to our human minds as paradoxes. Who has the strength to comprehend your great and awesome ways? Such knowledge is beyond me. It is so exalted then I cannot attain it. You are great and do wonders, you God alone. You do great things beyond scrutiny and wonders beyond number. Your purpose is as high as the heights of heaven. What can a person accomplish? It is deeper than Ginam. What can a person know? You fill all worlds from the beginning to end and you created everything solely for the sake of revealing your compassion, which is encapsulated and hidden even in the vacated space, which is the ultimate constriction and judgment, because the essential purpose of the constriction and the vacated space is to reveal your compassion. Only you know the greatness of your graciousness and love, which have the power to protect and free me from all the realms of pollution, from all evil places, and raise me quickly to all the levels of holiness, so that I will return to you fully and with all my heart.
God of the universe, be compassionate to me. Master of our might, our rock-like stronghold, shield of our salvation, a stronghold for us. Master of the world, look at my depressed spirit, gaze upon my broken heart. You are close to those who are spiritually far away. You desire the return of the wicked. Almighty God, be available to everyone who seeks you. Declare your presence to all those who entreat you. Give us life. Maintain us and revive us with every sort of purity which restores the spirit of holiness. Singing Holy Melodies Master of the world, you know that each wisdom has its own tune, as does every faith. Rescue me from hearing any tunes that are associated with profane wisdom, particularly any heretical ideology or false belief, heaven forbid. God, motivate me to sing holy songs to you, songs drawn from your holy faith, which have the power to inspire me with faith and eliminate every sort of heresy, distortion, and confusion in my heart, and every sort of doubt in my mind, and awaken my heart to turn to you and your Torah in order to serve you truly. Ora kevodi, ora nevel vikino, Awaken my glory, awaken lyre and harp, I will awaken the dawn. Put forth your abundance and reveal the holy songs that come from the head of faith, from the supernal tune of Moses, from which all songs and melodies in the world derive. In this way, guide me to attain complete faith, so that the verse will be fulfilled. Come, gaze from the mountain of faith. Being absorbed into silence. God, may I be absorbed into the soul of Moses, which is the level of silence. Help me to accustom myself to silence in keeping with the words of our sages. Silence is a fence for wisdom, and there is nothing better for the body than silence. Guide me to be silent even in thought whenever confusions in the realm of faith come to cloud my mind. Let me then be like a person who does not hear and has no rebuttals in his mouth, like a deaf person who does not hear and like a mute person who does not open his mouth. May I not even consider how to reply to any of the errors, doubts, and perplexities that overwhelm my mind and heart, but remain silent even in thought, so that I rise and am absorbed into supernal transcendent silence which is the source of holy faith. In this way, may my faith, mind, and heart be fortified with holy strength. As a result of this holy silence, may all confusions and questions then fall away, and every foreign thought and phantasm of blemished faith, of sexual and other desires, of ideas that disturb my prayer and Torah learning, and of all other evil, foreign thought, doubt, or perplexity that blocks holiness grow distant from me. May that true silence cause them all to be distanced and nullified. You, God, know my weaknesses. You know that I lack counsel and stratagem against those thoughts. I have no answer to the many doubts that urge themselves upon me at every moment. Instead, I rely on you, 
and on the power and merit of the true tzaddikim, who are in the realm of silence. Help me to be absorbed into them and walk in their ways, drawing onto myself the light of the holiness of their silence. My eyes are turned to you alone. I sit and hope for your compassion, which you have hidden away for your creatures. It is good for a person to hope in silence for the salvation of Hashem. My soul awaits silently for God. My salvation comes from Him. My soul be silent for God because my hope comes from Him. Even before a word is on my tongue, indeed, Hashem, you have known everything. I have lifted my eyes to you, you who sit in heaven. To you, Hashem, I raise my spirit. I stretch my hands out all day. My soul turns to you like a weary land. I have hoped for you every day. Your answer, Hashem, my God. I have lifted my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come? My help is from Hashem, the maker of the heavens and the earth. May the verse be realized in me. Moses told the nation, Do not fear. Stand and see the salvation of Hashem, who will act on your behalf today. You saw Egypt today, but you will never see them again. Hashem will fight for you as you remain still. Do not abandon me, Hashem, my God. Do not be far from me. Rush to help me, Hashem, my salvation. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. Amen v'amen.